Hey there, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of On The Beat. As always, my name is Noah Blakesley, and I will be your host today. So today we are going to be talking about something very topical, something that's been in the news a lot over the last two years, and I'm not talking about COVID, thankfully, so no worries there. I am going to be talking about the presidential impeachment process. I think it's really, really interesting, and I've noticed there's been a lot of falsities that have been said about it, especially in the news, a lot of misunderstandings about what the impeachment process actually is. So we're going to take some time today, and we're going to go over that so all of you know exactly what being impeached means and how we go about doing it. So without any further ado, let's get started in the episode. So while societal interest in the impeachment process has grown significantly in the past few years, specifically due to the publicity from the news during the Trump administration, the practice has existed in our country since before its founding. In the United States, impeachment originated in multiple colonial constitutions as a way to hold governors and other officials accountable for poor administration and potential corruption. Now, I think what trips up a lot of people about the term impeachment is its actual definition. And impeachment is defined as simply a charge of misconduct made against the holder of a public office. That's it. That's just what the term impeachment means. However, the ability of impeachment acts as one of the largest checks and balances to governmental power in the United States as it allows for the removal of any official with just cause including the president. And as Alexander Hamilton put it in Federalist 65, the impeachment is needed when misconduct of public men, or in other words, from the abuse or violation of some public trust occurs. The right of impeachment is guaranteed to us by Article 2, Section 4 of the U.S. Constitution, in which it states the president, vice president, and all civil officers of the United States shall be removed from office on impeachment for and conviction of treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. So any public official can be removed for any of those reasons as well as malpractice of office. But for the matter of this episode, we're just going to go into the presidential impeachment process. And arguably, there's about seven steps to the impeachment process and subsequent removal of a president from office. So the first thing that needs to occur is the House of Representatives must bring forward impeachable charges against the president, otherwise known as everything I just mentioned before, or some other malpractice of office. The second thing that occurs is the Committee on the Judiciary decides whether to pursue the impeachment. Then, a special committee investigates if impeachment charges are backed up by the previous actions of the president. If a majority of the committee finds grounds for impeachment, then it will report back to the House of Representatives. The third thing that happens is the House then votes to impeach or not. If an impeachment article gets the majority vote, the House technically impeaches the president. So it's the House that actually does that original impeachment part of it. If that happens, then the House appoints a team to oversee the following trial on its behalf, which is usually members of the Judiciary Committee. The fourth thing that happens is the House of Representatives creates a solution to tell the Senate of its decision. The Senate then adopts an order saying it is ready to hear from the House of Representatives impeachment team. They will appear before the Senate 
to explain the impeachment articles against the president or why they're impeaching the president, in other words. The team will then present back to the House again. In the fifth step, the president is finally summoned. The Senate begins by calling the president to appear in court on a chosen day to enter either a plea of guilty or not guilty. If the president or the president's counsel does not show up, the Senate assumes a not guilty plea by the president. It then sets an official trial date. In the sixth step, the Senate actually holds a trial. Now, the way to think of an impeachment trial is very similar to a criminal trial with a few people in different places. The House's impeachment team acts as the prosecutors and the president has their defense lawyers. Witnesses are subpoenaed to give testimony and answer questions as per normal and evidence is presented. The senators take over the role as the jurors, however, and the Chief Justice of the United States presides over the trial and sometimes makes rulings on procedural questions. If at least two-thirds of the senators find the president guilty, they are formally convicted. And lastly, in the seventh step, the president is officially removed from office and the vice president becomes the new president. When the Senate finds a president guilty, it can also vote on whether the president should be disqualified from holding office again, in which a majority vote by the Senate decides this. So that's the whole impeachment process from start to removal of a president from office. And in U.S. history, only three presidents have ever been impeached. The first of which was Andrew Johnson in 1868, the second was Bill Clinton in 1998, and lastly was Donald Trump who was impeached twice, once in 2019 and once in 2021. And even though Johnson, Clinton, and Trump were all impeached, none were ever convicted. That's the important thing. None of them were ever convicted in a way that would be able to remove them from office. They were all charged, but not convicted. That's what an impeachment means is, again, it's the charge, not the conviction. And while no U.S. president has ever been removed from office, Johnson was only one senatorial vote away from being removed, which is incredibly close. And contrary to public belief, actually, Richard Nixon was never officially impeached as he resigned from the role of president prior to an official vote by the House of Representatives. And to this day, he is the only president to ever resign from office. You know, it's amazing to me to think about that the United States has been a country for almost 250 years at this point, and we've never had the removal of a president from office by way of impeachment before. It's just pretty incredible to me to think about. And I'd also need to let you all know that if it wasn't obvious from this episode, I have a huge passion for politics as well as criminal justice. So something where I can blend those two worlds together, such as the presidential impeachment process, and bring that all to you to listen to is such a delight for me. I think it's just the most wonderful thing to be able to spread and share that knowledge to all of you. So thank you all so much for listening into this episode and every episode you have thus far. We're on episode 18 now, and if you've been listening all the way up to this point, I am just so grateful for all of your listenership and following the show. It means more than words can describe to me.
So honestly, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. If you have enjoyed the show and you haven't started following us yet, you can check us out over on Instagram at on period the period beat period podcast or over on Facebook at on the beat as well. Now we're going to wrap up the show with our little segue that we do into our new segment about strange state laws. And this one comes from Alaska today. So if you have any Alaska listeners, this one's for you guys. It is illegal to push a live moose out of a moving airplane in the state of Alaska. I hope you all have a great week ahead of you and stay safe out there, everybody. Alrighty, bye-bye.